Welcome to Clear the Clutter. My name is Margaret, and this podcast is where I give you practical and spiritual advice to get your time back so you can finally spend it how you really want. Hello, hello. Welcome to today's video. We are going to be talking about busting limiting beliefs. And because I believe limiting beliefs are kind of an intimate thing, I figured I'd shoot it in my bedroom. And of course, that's going to mean you're probably going to see a kitty or two. Totally fine. They wanted to be in the video every time I tried kicking them out of the room. They figured out how to get back in. So maybe someone needed to see a cute kitty in the background. Um, hey, this is life. So let's start going over some limiting beliefs. Now, you may wonder, may wonder, like, why are we talking about limiting beliefs when it comes to clearing our house and clearing our home and clearing the clutter out of our lives in general? Well outside of a kitty. <laughs> um, well, the reason why we go and want to identify our limiting beliefs is because those are the things that are going to be mentally holding us back from the life that we want to live or the life we want to call in, whatever phrasing you use or the life we're even destined to have. So it ju just depends on your belief. Um, but if we don't go through our limiting beliefs, then it's really, really hard to grow and move past them because you don't know it's just like clutter but it's like clutter for the brain you don't know what things are holding you back or slowing you down or just taking unnecessary amounts of time and you don't know what you need to identify to clean up it's like not taking the garbage out almost in your own head so that is why literally we are just going to be talking about limiting beliefs today so let me give you some examples because the first step what we would be doing is identifying them so I'm going to use three examples for the rest of this video so that you can kind of see like a deep dive of how I would go through limiting, limiting beliefs around my home and how I busted through those myths. So the first one is it takes a long time to clean. Now, mind you, you've seen bits and pieces of my home. My home is drastically smaller than what I used to be. We downsized intentionally. Um, but at one point we had a three bedroom, two bath, two car garage with a decent sized yard. So we had a bigger home than what we have now. Mind you, obviously it's always relative, you know, the amount of space you have to clean to the amount of time you have to clean, but it used to take me hours and hours and hours to clean. And when I actually was able to sit down and identify why do I believe this has to do be taking this long, I was able to bust through that belief and I was also able to clean my home in half the time. Mind you, this is my three bedroom home that like the house didn't change, the things in it didn't change, but my belief around what it needed to, like how long it needed to take so that I could feel worthy, that had changed. So another um, example of a limiting belief is I can't get anyone to help me. This one, to be honest, is my personal favorite because I always ask, well, did you ask? They're like, yeah, I asked for help. I'm like, well, what did you say? You know, did you say, hey, person, can you take out the garbage for me? And they'll be like, oh, well, they should just know. Well, and here's the thing. I saw this Facebook, I think it was like a meme or something, came up in my feed. It was supposed to be cute and funny, and it was actually kind of heartbreaking. Like, you could see all the little, you know, the likes, the hearts, and all of that on the bottom of the video. And most people thought it was really funny, but I thought it was really, really sad. It was a boyfriend and girlfriend, and the girlfriend came home. She was in, like, scrubs or something like that. She came home, and she's like, ugh, I'm just so tired. I have laundry to do, I have dishes to do, I have yada yada yada, she's rattling off all the things she has to do. The boyfriend is sitting on the couch and he's like reading I think like a magazine or a newspaper, he's reading something and he's like, 
you know, hey, 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 don't freak out. I have a solution for you. Just, just calm down. Cuts to the next scene, and you see this little laundry basket on their like their um their bar top, and he's like, so I'm gonna let you in on a secret. I put laundry in this basket and I put it on this this shelf, and next day, it just comes back automatically folded and put away, like. I think the house does it. I didn't want to say anything to you because I didn't want to jinx it. And then and she's looking at him like, and she says, are you insane? In my version of this, I'd be like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> um, and so she goes and she takes, you know, he takes her to the next part of the house or their apartment. And it's like uh, the coffee table. And he's like, you, you see the coffee table? When I put stuff on here, I wake up the next day, it's all done, it's all clean, all my stuff is put away. Like, it's just magic. And again, she says, are you kidding me? Are you insane? So she's looking at him like, you're a freaking idiot. And he's looking like, no, you know, it's really true. Again, it's his belief versus her belief. And then he's like, well, you know, it's never happened for you. Maybe the house didn't choose you. Maybe it just chose me. Cuts to the next scene where there's like a plate and like leftover pizza on it or whatever. And then it's the boyfriend with two detectives. It's a man detective and a woman detective. And he's explaining to the detective that he's like, I think the, I think the coffee table ate her. Like she was here and then she's just gone. And then the woman detective is like, are you insane? Again, same thing. Like, are you freaking kidding me? Really? And then the man detective's like, no, no, I think this is true. The table might've eaten her. I have a magic table like this at home. And so I saw that video a couple days ago and like, I just can't let it go. Like it's so incredibly frustrating to me because you, you, you see that dichotomy and that dynamic throughout majority of cultures and societies where it is expected that one spouse, cause I don't want to just say the woman, um, one spouse is supposed to be taking care of the household. And then the other spouse just gets to sit there and lounge like King Poupon. Right. And it's like, that's just so not, that's so not healthy. Like, I was going to say fair or true, but it doesn't matter right about any of that. Like, it's just genuinely not healthy. So I'll be helping you bust the myth that I can't get anyone to help me clean or help me cook or any of that stuff. You can use the same principles. And then the last one is I can't afford nice things. So I've talked about it in other bonus videos and even throughout the course that you don't have to spend a ton of money to get really nice things and make things feel well like welcoming and inviting so i want to bust that myth whether you're going to the dollar store or whether you're going to i don't know like anthropology you can always decorate your home and make it feel warm and inviting and i even have a whole like i said i have a whole video dedicated if you haven't seen it already to shopping your home and i give really good examples on how to whatever your budget scale is to make things feel very luxurious in your home so now that I've given you a couple of examples of how to identify some beliefs, I want you to hopefully pause this video, or if you haven't been doing it already, go ahead, pause the video and write down some limiting beliefs before we go on to the next steps. Because I like to, just like you feel already, I like to actually take you through practical advice that you can implement right away versus like really fluffy theory that you can maybe implement one day. I let's. Let's focus on the here and now. Let's get you results. Let's get them for you now, not, you know, six months from now. So if you haven't, pause the video, write down your uh, limiting beliefs. Hopefully you've done that. And now we're going to move on. 
So step number two is we're going to go through those limiting beliefs that you've written down. I'll keep using the three examples I've mentioned already. So the first one is, is this ultimately true? And that I learned from another teacher and it's a really great question because you can use it anywhere. You can use it at work, you can use it at your home. I'm sorry, I just caught a glimpse of the cute kitty. <laughs> you can use it pretty much anywhere in your life. Someone will say something and you can say, well, whether it's in your head or not, like, is this ultimately true? Is this factual? Is this the ultimate truth? Like you can mess with the words, but is this really ultimately true? So let's go through the first limiting belief. It takes a long time to clean. Well, is that ultimately true? No. And you want to know why? Here's the why. Short of you cleaning, excuse me, short of you cleaning like a McMansion and I'm talking like a 20,000 square foot home, like almost like a, like a baby hotel. Short of you cleaning that by yourself, it is a, it is a lie that we have conditioned ourselves to say that it takes a really long time to clean. Now I'm probably going to be triggering some of you. Let me explain why I'm saying that's a lie. First off, let's identify what is cleaning because the whole thing we're trying to see is, is it ultimately true that it takes a long time to clean? Well, here's the thing. Cleaning and putting things away are two different things. So if you're taking cleaning and putting things away and lumping it all together and you're like, oh, it takes me six hours on a Saturday to clean. Well, that's not ultimately true. You're maybe spending one to two hours cleaning or maybe even three, but you're spending also three hours putting things away. Now, if you are watching this as part of the free content that I released before the course came out, um, stick with me because in the course, I actually go over different areas of your home so that eventually you can go and touch your entire home so that you're not spending hours and hours and hours putting things away. The entire purpose of this course is for you to start identifying what in your house needs to have its own little homes. So, and again, in other videos, I've talked about how you can shop your house, how you can gather your things, how you can make sure you don't have duplicates anymore. So hopefully by now you, understand that having a home for your things regardless of where it is so let me let me give a more concrete example cleaning products i've talked about this in other videos cleaning products their home always belongs in our house under the kitchen sink it is the place where we've decided everything belongs and all of our cleaning products go there regardless that i used to keep stuff in bathrooms and other places we don't do that anymore we always keep keep things where they belong so if the limiting belief that it takes a, is it takes a really long time to clean, then I want you to start thinking, well, how much time am I spending putting things away? And to be honest, again, putting things away isn't cleaning, it's just putting things away. Why are you putting things away and why is it taking so much time? Are you not asking for help? If you aren't, go back to one of the videos I've mentioned in the course and it's all about asking for help from people that live with you, whether it's kids, whether it's family, whether it's your spouse, whether it's roommates. It's a really good video that breaks into different ways you can ask for help so that your needs get met and their needs get met and everyone's on the same page. So are you not asking for help? Are you um, watching TV in the background and kind of half acidly doing it so maybe that's why it's taking you a long time are you using it you know this is silly but are you using inferior cleaning products that like you're spraying I don't know I'm gonna make it up you're spraying the the bottom shelf in your fridge maybe 
but you're using a chemical or a cleaning product that just isn't really cleaning. So you're spending 20, 30 time, you know, minutes longer cleaning than you should be. So those are all little things of, I would write down, okay, the, the myth we're busting is it takes a long time to clean. And I write down all the things that are behind that. So um, I have a ton of stuff to put away. Um, the cleaning products I use, maybe they're organic, but they don't really work that well. Um, I don't really get a lot of help. Um, let's see, what's some other ones? Um, I try and squeeze it in throughout my day, yada, yada, yada. You kind of write the, the actual things behind it because I'm not there with you, you know, short of you posting this one in the Facebook group. I'm not there with you to go ahead and ask you questions behind it. So I want you to start writing what builds this belief of it takes a really long time to clean. And then you start to ask yourself, is it ultimately true? So then you would write, if you could, like take a piece of paper, write all your beliefs on one side and then write it on the next side, you know, is this ultimately true? No, maybe I can find better organic cleaning products that um, clean better and they clean faster and they get rid of grease faster. Maybe the ones I'm using just kind of suck. Um, maybe I could pick a different day where us as an entire family go ahead and put all of our stuff away or maybe we do it more frequently so we're not spending hours and hours and hours putting things away. Maybe I could ask for more help so that if I'm cleaning the bathrooms, someone else could be folding the laundry or whatever the scenario is. So you start writing out other things to break those myths so that it's not, again, ultimately true. And then you can start to see that while you're doing that, you're building a new story. So let me go back to the other two limiting beliefs before I move on to step three. So the second one is I can't get anyone to help me. Again, have you asked for help? And if you say yes and you're still not getting results, there's a difference in someone being very hostile and like, no, this is your responsibility. I'm never going to touch it. You're crazy for asking me. There's that type of response. And then there's the other type of response of, uh, do I have to do it right now? Or man, can we just do something else instead? Like it's not, there's a night and day difference. You can see my body language, my voice, my posture, everything was drastically differently, different. So when you're asking for help, I want it to be a tangible thing. And then if they don't do it the way you want it, I want you to first off say thank you once they've completed the task. And then I want you to kindly and not in a rude or snotty or bitchy manner, kindly ask them, you know, if they could do it a slightly different way the next time. Because if you bring it up with kindness, mind you, the way you're, the reason why I keep going back to kindness is because the way you're cleaning and doing things in your home and in your life right now is not the things that you, is not the way you did it when you first moved out. I highly, highly doubt it. All of us, you know, I've, you know, over the last 10 years of being married, of course I've evolved how I clean, how I do this, how I do that. So think about it as when you're asking someone for help that hasn't really been helping you in the past, they're the version of you when you first moved out of your home and you were on your own. So they were the version of me 10 years ago. So maybe they're not gonna clean the way I clean because they haven't had 10 years to tweak the process. So don't get really bitchy at them. Instead, give constructive feedback and go, hey, you know, thank you so much for helping me out. Um, I noticed that you did you didn't do X, Y, and Z. I normally do that when I clean. Next time that we clean, can you help out with mm -hmm. that too? Majority of the people are going to say, oh, okay, not a problem. And then it's not this big deal because that's the other thing I don't like is when we are cleaning and we are 
taking care of our home and we're decluttering our home. I don't like that people and societies have made it to be this big thing. Like cleaning your home, literally the goal should be that it should have the equivalent feeling of like brushing your teeth. It's not that big of a deal. It shouldn't cause fights, it shouldn't cause arguments, it shouldn't cause frustration, it shouldn't keep you up at night. And the reason why we do that is because we have all these crazy beliefs behind what that means, that I can't ask for help, that it takes too long, that I can't afford the things I really need to. So again, going through limiting beliefs, that is how we'll bust that and how we'll start to change our homes and then hopefully start to change you know, the way we react to it. So the last one is I can't afford nice things. Well, let's go back. Is that ultimately true? And first off, before you even start writing, is that ultimately true? What nice things are you talking about? So could that be a brand new bed set? Could that be really pretty organizers? Could that be pretty labels to put on your organizers? Like what are the nice things that you're talking about? And then once you've identified them, go ahead and start writing. Is that ultimately true? Well, let's go to the bedding set. Well, you know, maybe I can't afford a three or $400 bed set or a $1,000 bed set, but maybe I can get a nice uniformed matching set. Now, I'm using bed set because again, I like to use practical examples from my life. This bed set, we just ended up getting it a couple of days ago, and it was, I think it was like 40 bucks at Walmart. I wanna say off the top of my head, but it was the pillow shams, the pillowcases, the flat sheet, the fitted sheet, and the comforter, yeah. and. It was the entire set and it was 40 bucks. And we got that because we needed a new bed set, the one that we had. We, first off, we didn't have a good a good spare set. Um, we always like to have spare sets in our home because we have a lot of animals. But we didn't have a good spare set. And then the set that we had was kind of fraying and one of the dogs had started to like nibble on it. So it was time for it to go. So I could have told myself the story that I can't afford a brand new bed set, oh my god, I have to stay with something that's fraying or whatever the scenario is, when in reality, I just needed to ask myself, okay, well, if I did afford that bed set, what do I want to spend on it? And to me, I was happy and comfortable to spend 40 bucks. I was, you know, there wasn't this big deal, it wasn't this big drama, you know, if I had, you know, maybe the set point could have been $200. Maybe it could have been, you know, you needed new um, jars and you're okay to spend $10 on the jars. You know, I want you to actually get behind the belief of what it is that you're saying you can't afford for those nice things. So then that way you can see, is it ultimately true? Now, as you've gone through and you've written down what is ultimately true for all of those things, we're going to move on to step number three. You're gonna start to write a new story. This one gets me really excited. You can tell my body posture is changing. So writing a new story is what you want to be true. So let's go back to, um, it takes a long time to clean. So what do you want it to ultimately be true? I wanted, personal example, I wanted the truth to be, I can clean the house in less than an hour. I can clean the house in less than an hour and on short notice because when friends come over, it's kind of sporadic and, you know, not planned. So I want to be able to go home, clean quickly, and invite my friends over and have a really good time. That was the new story I wanted. That was a new belief I wanted. So for me to do that, I went ahead and I started to write it down. I had already gone through identifying my beliefs. I had already gone through asking myself what was really true. 
And then I started to, you know, again, I wrote down, what did I want to be true? What was the future I wanted to call in? And then from there, I kind of made a mantra behind it. So step three and step four is write your new story, but also make a mantra behind it. And then make it a mantra that everyone can get behind. So now that you know it's not ultimately true that it takes a long time to clean and you can clean super freaking fast and it's really easy, you want everyone in your household to start saying that. And the only way they're gonna start saying that is if you start saying that. So every time someone says, um, let me make it up. Every time someone says in your house, oh my God, it's gonna take forever to do this project. Whatever it is, I want you to snap back and say, no, no, it's not. It's going to take 20 minutes. We got this. That's, that's, you know, that's half a Netflix show, you know, make it fun, make it, you know, um, inviting, but it doesn't have to take a long time. And then these mantras that you start to say, you're starting to tell your family, you're starting to tell your kids or whoever is in your house environment with you, you start saying it over and over and over and over and over and over and over again to the point where everyone starts to believe it. You will believe what you tell yourself over and over and over again. So that is why mantras work. The only way it will work though is it has to be something you can get behind. So if you're having a hard time getting behind a mantra, Go back and write down that new story again of what you want ultimately to be true. So let's go through with, I can't get anyone to help me. So the new story for that would be, I have tons of help in my life. I just have to ask. And that's again, another mantra of mine. Again, you can see me rattle them off. No problem. Yes, I have my notes next to my camera, but I don't have all of my notes. I just have like bullet points. So my belief is I have tons of help in my life. I just have to ask. Sometimes I want to have help and sometimes I don't want to have help. So sometimes I want help cleaning the house or taking care of the dogs or doing the dishes or doing this and doing that. And sometimes it's relaxing for me to take all of our laundry and go do the laundry by myself. So it just doesn't matter, you know, what is true for you at that moment, but I have a new story. I don't believe anymore that I can't get anyone to help me. I've conditioned myself and I have made very good requests of the people in my life that when I do need help, I ask for it. So that's my new mantra and that's the new story behind it takes a long, or I can't get anyone to help me. So the last one is I can't afford nice things. Again, the new story for that is I totally can't afford nice things. I just have to know what I want to spend on them. And then I get everyone behind that again. So when it came to the bed set, let's talk about that again. Let's go back to practical. I, you know, the husband knew that we needed a new bed set. He knew that the one that we had was fraying. Uh, obviously he pointed it out before I could really point out. He actually pointed out a section that one of the dogs had like nervously nibbled on. He's like, man, this got worked on too, or nibbled on too. So, you know, we were both comfortable about spending 30, 40 bucks for a whole new bed set. And so we were able to get something nice something that we enjoy, but we weren't spending crazy amounts of money on it. So it makes and it busts that belief of I can't afford nice things because again, that's not ultimately true. It's just everyone's version of what they can afford. That's personal. That's going to be to you. So you just have to identify what that means. And then you can write your new mantra behind that. So the last step in this process is focus, focusing. You, you've cleared the clutter. You've busted the beliefs. You've written your stories. You've got some mantras that you can rattle off, hopefully or you've written them down until you can rattle them off. I want you to start focusing towards the life that you want to call in. 
And now, yes, it sounds very spiritually and woo-woo-y and all of that, and I totally understand. But here's the thing. When we are talking about things in the world, we're actively calling them into our life. So if we are consciously or consciously or unconsciously saying, oh, it takes a long time to clean, of course, that's going to be true. That's going to be true for you because you are putting it out into the universe that, hey, it takes a long time to clean. So in reality, I want you to start using words of things you want to call into your life. So that's why you have those really good mantras that really light you up. You are going to be saying, you know, oh, it takes, you know, no time at all to clean. It's super easy to clean. I can clean on the fly. It doesn't, you know, yada, yada, yada. But that is the life that you're calling in. You're calling, like, in my head, it's almost like a rope that I'm pulling. And I'm pulling in the belief that I want. Okay, it's not a lot. It doesn't take a lot of time to clean. I can get anyone that I need to to help me. I obviously can afford nice things. I just have to know what I feel comfortable spending. I can do this. I can do that. I can do it. I can do it. And it's like in my head, you're pulling in that belief into your life. So another way to think of it as, um, I was talking about this with a girlfriend a while ago. Another way to think about it is going to a restaurant. So you're going to the Universe Cafe and you're gonna go to, you know, sit down and your server comes up and your server's gonna be like, okay, well, what do you want today? You have to be able to tell them. Like, you can't just be like, I want a clean home. The, the universe is gonna be like, well, how the hell do I provide a clean home? What is, it, what is a clean home? What does that mean? A clean home for you can be a drastically different standard for someone else. So you need to, you need to like be very, very clear in your orders. That's why I like to use like the restaurant example. Because if you went to a restaurant and you're like, I want chicken. The server is gonna be like, okay, well, we've got this, 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 which one sounds good? And if you just keep repeating, I just want chicken, I just want chicken, I just want chicken, everyone's gonna be frustrated. Like, she's gonna either serve you something you don't end up wanting, or you're just gonna like go in circles. When you say, I just want a clean home, it's the same thing. The universe is like, well, how the fuck do I fulfill that? You know, be specific. Be specific. And then here's the thing. Over time, your belief systems are going to grow and they're going to change. So a year ago, two years ago, I was thrilled with the fact that I had this new belief that I could clean my home in less than two hours. And then from there, the belief grew and changed. I'm like, you know what? I'm using cleaning products, ironically, one of the earlier examples. I'm using cleaning products that just freaking suck. This shit sucks. It's leaving film on my floor. That means I have to clean the floors twice. Like it's not easy, it's not this, it's not that. Screw that. Let me go and find cleaning products that actually clean and work in my house. Because again, we have six animals. I do not try and sugarcoat that at all. But at the same time, I don't want my house to smell like a zoo. So I am always on the hunt for something that is going to make my life easier and it's also gonna work at the same time. So. I don't settle for inferior products. Again, that's a belief. I don't settle for inferior products because here's another really good example. There's um, a pet spray that we use for when either a cat has an accident or someone gets sick or something like that. And that stuff, it's like, I don't know, five bucks, the bottle's about yay big, um, and I get it at Walmart. And that shit's amazing. Like, it is amazing. If one of my cats is 19 years old at the time of this recording, so He's old. He's really, really old. He's really frail. Sometimes he has accidents that he can't control. So instead of having the house smell like urine all the time, we use that cleaning product and it gets the smell out, cleans the floor, and then we're able to steam clean the area or whatever the scenario is. 
but we don't, you know, we don't settle for really shitty, like, smells in the house, to be honest. So again, I'm pulling in the, the world and the life that I want into my life. I, you know, I'm not just settling for anything. I'm very, very clear on that order that I'm giving to the universe. Hey, I want a product that makes it so that the area is clean and then it's like it never happened. And I want it to work really, really well. So just kind of be really clear on what you're asking. You know, let's go into the, I can't get anyone to help me. In my version of a universal order that I put to my waitress, I have told her over and over again, and of course it's a her, but I, I don't know, I think of like a 1950s diner snass, like sassy chick, and she's the one taking my orders, and then the cook is like the universe, and he's like, okay, genie this, genie that, I'm feeling, it's like kind of Aladdin-y style in my head almost. So the sassy waitress is like, okay, Margaret, what do you want? <laughs> and I don't know why she talks like that, but in my head, that's why she talks. And I'm like, you know what? I want a ton of people in my life that can help me. And she's like, well, what does that mean? So that means if I ask for help, I feel very supported. I've got friends that I could always ask for help or advice. I have support at work that I could ask for advice on. I have support at home. I have support pretty much anywhere in my life. I feel very supported. And again, it's a belief that I grew over time because I used to have the belief that no one would ever help me clean. When in reality, all I had to do was go and turn and ask my husband, hey, babe, can you help me clean? I'm getting overwhelmed. I'm getting frustrated. Do you have a better way that I'm not thinking of? We needed to have a conversation about that versus having it all inside of me and then I get all frustrated and angry for nothing. Like, what's the point of all of that? So that was the universal order that I put in for that one. And then the last one, like I've talked about over and over again, I can't afford nice things. That is the mantra and the belief that I am in the process of changing continuously. Well, what does nice things mean? So that would be what the waitress is saying. So I'm saying, oh, well, I want to afford nice things. And she's like, okay, great. What does that mean? So that can mean things that are clean, things that aren't fraying, things that match. Like to me, having things that match is very important to me things that are useful. So those are things that I consider nice things. And then the affordability number, it just depends on the item. What do I want to spend? You know, do I want uh, a bedding set, which is fine, but do I want one that, you know, costs me a ton of money or not? So that is the thing. So with that being said, I've given you all of the steps. Again, you can go ahead and look at the homework below the video and you can get, you know, some better examples or you can at least have the structure of how I bust through limiting beliefs in regards to my home. If you have any questions, I've said it a bazillion times and I'll say it again, go ahead and post your questions in the Facebook group. If it relates to a physical item and you're having a problem describing yourself, take pictures. Don't, you know, don't let the fact that you feel like you can't describe yourself hold you back. I mean, you listen to me. I, I make up words. I stutter sometimes. I'm not the most polished, perfect person, but I still always ask for help. And the entire point of the Facebook group is for you to feel supported too. That is my deepest intention is for you to feel supported and not just supported from me, but supported from the community of people that care. So I hope you have a great day and I hope you bust some limiting, limiting beliefs. There I go with that stutter. And I will see you next time. Bye guys.
Have a burning question for me? Want that link I was talking about? Get access to all the resources and links that were mentioned in this episode and others over at margaretstevens.co. And if you haven't, don't forget to sign up for my VIP list where I share special bonuses, pre-launch coupon codes, and advice I don't share anywhere else. Thanks for listening.